Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. Episode 88.2 of Live from the 815 podcast. Uh, it's Colton. I'm one of your hosts. Your other host is Jake. Hi, Jake. What's up? Hey, Colton. Uh, glad to be here. Hope this one makes it, you know? Yep. Uh, we got to add another episode to the luxurious list of Live from the 815 lost episodes. Uh, I was and this in... was a live lost episode. It was our so. first live with two mics. I brought... Two microphones. I was in Rockford with Jake in Jake's basement, the birthplace of the podcast. Uh, it sounded great, man. It sounded awesome. I used I used a program that you needed to download a different program off the internet to change your files into an MP3. I have an old laptop, like a ten year old laptop, and it couldn't download the files. Couldn't find any other program, and uh, the audio is just on my computer somewhere, and it's not an MP3, so. So that one's a maybe someday. The other ones have no chance. The other ones are that so one's lost. A that one's a lost episode? <laughs> lost? For now. Uh, so okay. this is this is 88.2. We apologize to Nick Verstrady of Eckberg Insurance Group. Uh, sorry we didn't talk about you last week, and sorry the world couldn't hear your, your work phone number. But, um, Nick, we got some segments for you this week, and... Guess what, folks? Nick's going to sponsor all of them. <laughs> so uh, um, I'll, I'll read the ad later. Um, basically, we'll just kick it off. Everything today, everything, Nick, is sponsored by you at Eckberg Insurance Group. Your phone number, 815-877-4100. We'll, and then I'll read the first few little lines here, and we'll leave you a, a cliffhanger for later segments. Jake, let's start it off with... The uh, State of the Union, sponsored by Naples Trading at Edward Insurance Group, who is a Rockford native, is working in, in the insurance industry for how long? I'll, I'll tell you later. Jake, let's start off with the Bucks. Uh, one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, oh, what's going oh, on? Uh, do you remember game one? Remember how much that sucked? Remember Paul <laughs> Pierce was like, hey, it's over? Oh, I was so mad. I couldn't go on to, like, NBA Twitter or Reddit, you know, NBA Reddit. It was just because it was just Celtics toxic fans, and it was terrible. And we were, oh, regular season doesn't matter. You know, Giannis is easy to stop in the playoffs. We were right about that. You just clog the lane. It's easy. Just clog the lane, you know. And then we've just really crushed them three games in a row and it's it i really am very kind i'm it's not one of those three one leads where you're like uh, uh you know like this team's really good it's one where i feel like the bucks are focused and they're just going to come out and kick their ass in milwaukee and and just end it i know? really i think so too because this like um there was a tweet that bleacher report tweeted out back when the season started of of, of boston and they're like whole starting five at picture day and and Bleacher Report tweeted, who's going to stop these guys this season, if anybody? And then somebody yeah. quote tweeted it and said, um, 
George Hill and Pat Connington. <laughs> Think about that. Like those are the guys yeah. that are oh like huge contribute. Like this team, it's a good team. I I don't know. Like I was looking at old pictures and I saw like Rashad Vaughn and like people <laughs> like that. I was like, damn, we used to have a dog shit bench. Our team is just good everywhere, and we can hold our own with any lineup right now. It's cool. Oh god, I don't. And know. we're missing like our starting one of our best players, Malcolm Brogdon, and somehow our guard depth is still deep as hell. Like with Pat Connaughton and George Hill playing out of their minds right now. Even Sterling Brown is struggling, but no one's noticed because like Pat Connaughton's playing so damn well, blowing my mind. I love that man. He jumps out of the gym. George Hill, though, is a hero. He outplayed Kyrie Irving in pretty much every way. I think I think I can outplay Kyrie Irving right now, at least shooting wise. He is. Uh, he's been he's been brutal, and he oh, it's always tough shots is the thing. Like, and usually he just sinks like weird shots, but he's just not sinking these, you know, thirty five foot floaters. You know, not thirty five feet from the basket in the air. I mean, in the air. He's not uh, he's not sinking them, and. Um, yeah, and we need George Hill badly because Bledsoe, he's not blowing it, but if we if, if we needed him to score, he's not scoring 20 this series. He's just not doesn't play well versus Boston. And, but he's doing an amazing job on defense versus Kyrie. Every time that he blocked. jumps up and blocks, it's yes. I I forget like and it, like every single time I was like, I bet at home you forgot he can jump and make blocks. And normally it'd be annoying, but I do forget. He's small. Yeah. He's like well, six he's two, so small, six one. Got, yeah, massive arms too. Like, and so he's just so stubby, and he can fly out of the gym. He, he's he changes the momentum. Like I say, like Eric Bledsoe blocks are worth like two defensive stops, and Giannis threes are basically worth six points because every time he hits one, the team the the team is not going to make a three right back because they're so shocked. So. Giannis's threes over six points because it just fires up everybody in the gym, and uh, yeah, we just need more double blocks and six point threes. Brogdon's still up for Game Five, but Marcus Smart came back in Game Four. Um, a reporter asked Giannis, "Did he make an impact?" And Giannis just looked at the stat sheet. What oh, a move! Six left. What a move! Did you see the clip? It's amazing. Like it's it's hilarious. Like he looks at it and he has like it's like a genuine look of like oh my god, he didn't you know because Marcus do was terrible. So yeah, it was it was, and it was so genuine too. It was, didn't look like you know Draymond Green like oh big eye movements. Giannis was like actually like oh like shocked. By um, it. I don't know. Did he? Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> Oh goodness! He looked at Chris Middleton, who was like trying not to bust out laughing. Yeah, yeah. Giannis like looked embarrassed that he didn't know, and then he was like, "Oh God!" Now he threw him under the bus. Like Giannis, he's your <laughs> opponent. You can do that, man. I don't care. Yeah, but then he talked him up. He's like, "He's a great player." Blah blah blah. But if you cut the clip right after he says, "Uh, it's really funny," and like, it's some great shit talk. If you just look at that. All right. Um, I guess we can look forward. Game five. Uh, is when is it? Wednesday night tonight. If you're listening yeah. to this, um, what are you expecting? I'm really expecting the Bucks. You know, I'm expecting the first quarter they will be losing. The Bucks will be, and then we will take. It'll be a fight in the second quarter. We will either be up by five or down by like two to end the half, and then we take about a ten point lead throughout the third quarter and just put it away. And it'll look like it wasn't even that close. Kind of like it's been every game, the last three games. I would love that. You know, 
Giannis, that's my exact prediction. Giannis averaging 27, 12, and 5, or I guess 6, 5.9. It dropped 39 last game. It just looked unstoppable. And he was in foul trouble and sat like, he sat for like 10 straight minutes, which is you're the best, one of the best players in the world. Imagine LeBron sitting for 10 straight minutes in those Cavs teams. We are not the Cavs, and that's what I was scared of. I was very scared going into the, you know, this year that, like, okay, Giannis is amazing, but we can't be the Cavs because Giannis isn't quite LeBron yet, you know? So, and we're not. We're like the opposite of the Cavs. LeBron would have won five championships if he had Coach, Bo- Coach Bud, Bledsoe, Middleton, you know, and the team was run as well as this one. And George Hill. Don't forget George. Yeah, George Hill kind of – that's what I mean. Like, Brooke Lopez, Nikola Miritich, like, just so much depth, talent everywhere. So, you know, if <laughs> imagine if LeBron had this kind of team, you know. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I I think they're going to win the series. Don't know when. I'm not, I can't even give you a number right now because – it takes if, if Boston wins next game, pressure's right back on Milwaukee. Got to go. It's it's a whole thing. Oh it's, yeah, because then it's back to the Celtics, and then it's Game Seven. You yeah. know, you cannot lose this. You do you do not want to lose this game because you just want to close it out of Milwaukee. That's so just, very just close it out. Give Brogdon more time to heal. Give people time to rest. This and that. So who the hell knows? Um, it's it, it's awesome though. It's a very exciting time and. Uh, it's time to, you know, I don't want to start looking ahead, but I just say that because I'm a loser because it doesn't affect the team at all. I can look ahead, and I do not play for the Bucks. I can look past the Celtics. That is not my job to go play the Celtics or the, yeah, to go beat the Celtics. So I can look past and say it looks like the Raptors might uh, win. So that's going to be a very fun matchup for, the, you know, the fans of Milwaukee and Toronto and not many else. Um, I guess we can get to the rest of the NBA later and we can move on yeah. to uh, any Bears-Packers news. I really don't have anything. Uh, no, I haven't. There's not much going on. You know, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to dive into stuff about them later. Oh, uh, yeah. You heard it here first. Um, what are the Sox doing? I genuinely have no idea. Well, we started playing better, and then the Red Sox – beat us three games in a row by like a total of like 45 runs it was terrible one of them live i saw one of them live i love the g rate guaranteed rate is a blast we went on cinco de mayo uh which i realized that's the whitest way you could possibly say that cinco de mayo (laughs) de mayonnaise um and it was great we tailgated and uh had 17 dollar tickets and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Sox lost, but we had Dylan Covey on the mound, so what more could you expect? But now we've just uh, beaten the Indians twice in a row right off of that, held them to one run through, like, I don't know, um, like the last 18 innings. They've scored one run on us. So it's uh, it's an up-and-down season. I mean, it's so much better than last year. I'm so happy I get to two, watch. Two games under 500. That's significantly exactly. better than I was thinking. We're sniffing 500, and then the Red Sox kind of just, like, spanked us, and it was like, no. And we're like, well, you know what? We're still going to hover in the area, and I'm thinking the Bucks are in trouble, man. The Sox are looking hot, you know. We can win hot. 78, and then the Bucks, nothing Bucks can do about it. Well, Bucks are at 67 right now, right? Yes. Okay, well, 
It's it's gonna be tough, but I guess we'll find out. Um, Cubs. Uh, by the way, one real quick though, Giolito had a great outing. Long longest outing of his career was seven and a third, which you know very you know he never does that. He's a very much a five and a third kind of guy. And shout so, out to uh, uh, Caleb Frere. You saw him live. You walked a guy in and four just... pitches, bases loaded, came in through four pitches. But you know what? He was on the big league roster. He's going to go back down to AAA. He's going to light some kids up in Charlotte, and then he's going to come back up and be huge to, to help the Sox win 78 games or something. We have to go to a game. I feel like if you, if I gave you his number and you texted him before, you could, you could have said hi to him before. Maybe, yeah. You just right, walk down to the bullpen. He's probably hanging out. Okay, we're, we're going to a game this summer, and we're, and we're going to hang out with him. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Sox games are awesome and very... You know, easy to get in and out, you know what I mean? It uh, was packed, though, by the way. It was like 30,000 people. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cubs Cubs are hot. They're staying hot. They beat the powerhouse uh, Miami Marlins tonight. Uh, Jake, we looked earlier. They are officially now a half game up on St. Louis and Milwaukee, 20-13. and 13. Um, we in could, a weird like scheduling where why have the Cubs played so few and why have the Brewers played so many and yeah. why have Cardinals played just the right amount you know I couldn't tell you what the hell's going on it's, it's like the you know Goldilocks it is um you you want to throw a guess at the Cubs run differential right now oh it's like well they have so many blowouts I think it's like plus like 50 53 wow 53. you're good wow hell yeah well I just remember that they had those like nine nothing wins like a bunch mm-hmm. or a few in the early so but um but yeah, honestly, the team's coming together very nice, and this is a great spot to be in. Even without that that early start, I'm happy right now. Uh, Chris Bryant starting to get a little hot. Rizzo's hot. Um, I did pick him to get hot. Rizzo's dead hot. Yeah, but nobody would know. Um, we have a segment coming up, a home run of the week draft, and I picked Rizzo on my team last week, and... He hit like three or four, and nobody's ever going to know or believe me that I picked him. So. And he probably won't hit three or four in a week again. You know, that's just like so rare. God, yeah. So that's in the God, lost. Hit for me, so. That's in the lost episode, and we'll come up with later with that. But, uh, dude, yeah. Uh, pitching's good. Pedro Strope blew a save. Uh, game one of the Marlins. And yeah. other than that, our bullpen's been fire since, since the beginning, and here we are. I really don't know, like, what we need. We just need more games and wins. I don't know. Yeah, just play better, you know. I'm just You're very good. It's, you know? it's boring, but I'm super content, and it's awesome. It's it's honestly cool. Walk off home yeah, run for Chris Bryant. It's clearly going to be a, a fight all year, and that's just fun to watch. You know, every single game matters. Doesn't matter what it when it is, who you're playing, it matters. Playing the freaking Marlins, dude. Freaking Marlins, dude. It's a huge game. All right, that's it for State of the Union. Get all of our teams out of the way. We'll move on to listener questions. Jake, the listener questions are brought to you by Nick Verstrady at Eckberg Insurance. I I, uh, <laughs> I teased it earlier, but he's been in the industry for several years. <laughs> it was actually since since he graduated college. He's got you covered from home auto, business insurance, any type of insurance you might need. Nick Verstrady at Eckberg Insurance. Eckberg will take care of you. They know how insurance can be stressful, and they want to take a load off your back. The agency has been around since when? 78 of 1978 um they represent 20 different insurance companies and call nick at 815-877-4100 jake listener questions hit me 
All right, first questions from basketball is, I like it a lot. Basketball, basketball, 2K rules, 14, 4. All right. Hey, guys, uh, I know the Bucks are really good. What's going on with the rest of the NBA playoffs? I only listen to you guys for updates. I need, I need insights. Oh, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty, it's weird. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you, there's lots of ways to find out who's winning what the game. You know? <laughs> yes, there are. But this guy relies on us to do it, or girl, or girl relies on yeah. us. Okay. Um, Jake Raptors win tonight to make it three two. You talked about it earlier. Do you think they're going to win in six, or is it going to be a game seven? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, Joel Embiid, whenever he's healthy, they seem to win. But he, and he's playing. He's just apparently sick, and he's having these games where he scores like. 10 points, you know, and, and like, not 10 rebounds. He's just not having – he just looks lackadaisical out there, you know, weak probably from his sickness. But, I mean, Shaq and Barkley were roasting him at halftime. Like, you're the best player. You have – you got to be tough, you know. I mean, flu game. I mean, how many podcasts have we done when we were sick? So many. Think so about many. that. Um, shout out to Austin Hartsfield. He's sick, air quotes. Um I saw a thing on Twitter that he had like diarrhea during one of the games, but then somebody saw him eating like a ton of Five Guys before the game. So I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm, yeah, it's probably how he always eats, but he's sick, so it's like maybe you should eat something better. You know? Nuggets are up at halftime in game five, beating the Blazers by 18. Um, yeah. Say, though, uh, all the series could have been 2 2, uh, but the Bucks. They but, screwed that. But the Bucks fricked it up. And then they're up 3-1. But all these series are looking good. And I'm not going to say, like, whoever wins this game three wins the series between Nuggets and Trailblazers because, you know. Because uh, you got to win one more game. Yep. And uh, the Nuggets look like they're going to win. But I believe it goes back to Portland. And then it's a game seven, you know. And I, I just think Damian's going to win in Portland. He I loves love Portland. Dame and I love CJ. So I would love – to see the Blazers advance because uh, a conference finals for them is just really cool. I love Jokic like a lot, you know, so sure. I would be fine if they won. But either way, I just, you know, I love this series. I'm enjoying it. And um, the other, only other series is the Rockets and Warriors. So. Rockets Warriors, I have been known to just say there's no hope for basketball, and you've been saying all year the Rockets can beat them. Rockets are tidy. Tied up 2-2, going to game five. What do you think is going to happen? I I mean, I don't know. It's just this is exactly what happened last year. So I could I could definitely see, like, the Rockets winning game three or, I mean, game five and then looking like they're going to win the series and then just madness, you know, happens. With Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, they're all just draining threes. Like, you can't stop them. And it's all in like two minutes span in the fourth quarter, you know. So I just I feel like the Warriors are still gonna win, you know, just because of the talent. But man, I, I love that the Rockets play them so well, and they're beating the shit out of them. The, the Warriors are not having an easy time. There's some distress with like there's talk of Klay Thompson not being happy with his touches, and you know Draymond's always upset about something. DeMarcus Cousins wants to come back for the playoffs, and they don't really want him to come yeah, back. Yeah, that's a negative. Yeah, so it, it, there's, you know, if the Rockets can get in their head, and then uh, maybe the Blazers or Nuggets, you know, play a little dirty, 
Maybe the Bucks could squeak out, squeak out an NBA championship. <laughs> squeak out it. We, we're, not even, we're not even out of the second round, but they might squeak out a championship. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say squeak out a championship. <laughs> they might low-key under the radar be the champions of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it would be like, though, if they won. Everyone would be like, wait, what? <laughs> I think I think having Giannis is, like, they, they're not going to be forgotten anymore. But if people weren't so, uh, like, impressed by Giannis if the Bucks did win a championship 10 years from now nobody would know you know what I mean oh yeah it would be like the White Sox 05 yes yes it would that is yeah that is very similar very similar um yeah I I watched the um Friday night game Blazers Nuggets four OTs that was awesome I watched that live for some reason <laughs> I just came across it and it was so cool it was just yeah it was just CJ McCollum hitting big shot after big shot after big shot and then he missed a big shot and Dame's like I got it and then he made like four big shots in a row all <laughs> while Jokic and um, Murray were just setting up open shots left and right it was so cool um, yeah I mean it's such a great series dude it really is but yeah the the uh, NBA playoffs are super de duper um, yeah I mean like just like if we could just pretend that like if the Rockets do win that series, all of a sudden the NBA playoffs are so exciting, you know, like holy shit. The everything I mean, matters. Portland everything. now we all of a sudden we have to think about Portland and the Nuggets in the championship. Like I literally I've thought about the Bucks in the championship a lot. I've never once imagined playing anybody but the Warriors. If you that, if that you are the NBA, something. worst yeah. case scenario is is Milwaukee Portland. Oh yeah! Oh my God, that, that would, would that would be awesome. That would yes. suck for them. Like I think you have you have so much star power with Giannis, CJ, and Dame. But dude, just the sit. Like I love Everybody Milwaukee has star power, but like man, the city that is just that would be hilarious. I would <laughs> love, and that, that would, would be, be awesome. Giannis like never won another championship. That one would be forgotten. You know, yeah. Not not by people saying like, oh, Giannis never won. It would be by like just people talking about champions. They'd be like. Oh yeah, Milwaukee and Portland played that year. That was wild. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, could be awesome. Bucks could low key squeak out maybe under the radar be an NBA champion. Uh, <laughs> next question uh, is from Hockey is tough. Basketball sucks. Goes to Jupiter to get stupider. Damn, oh man, that's pretty good. I'm ready for this question. Hey guys, hey, hey guys, doesn't basketball suck? What's good? Holler. Uh, do you guys watch hockey? What's going on with hockey? That guy who tweeted earlier didn't know what's going on in hockey, so he's relying on you guys. Help! <laughs> All right, dude. All right, man. Say no more. You came to the right podcast. We're huge hockey guys. Um, I keep saying Cody Jensen's going to be on, and I, I actually message him. And at this current moment, this is a live reaction. I forgot to message him back. So, <laughs> no, no. yeah, we'll have him on next week. Um. I'd just like to say I know for a fact there are a ton of Game 7s, and while we record this, one of them is in double OT right now. Yeah, Stars and Blues. I would, are you kidding me? I would love the Blues to lose. Um, everyone from Rockford should, too. Blues are, the, are a huge Blackhawks uh, rival. Yeah. But also, I just want chaos, and I want a... Uh, like a, Who can beat the Bruins? That's what I'm worried about. I, I, wanna, I want the Bruins to win. I want a Hurricanes... Bruin or a Hurricanes uh, Stars final. <laughs> just oh, I think someone just scored here. Live uh, update. Oh, the Blues Six scored. Blues. Fuck. Uh, uh, Blues win. Blues win. 
Patrick Maroon. Oh yeah, what a fucking time to be alive for. Yeah, what a what an energetic I, call. This by is us. what you guys listen for, and I know you love it. You always tweet at us. Keep up with the live updates. We love them. I love live updates. Give me we, more we, live updates. You should really tweet us more questions, but uh, you can keep tweeting us that too. That's cool. So yeah, looks like uh, the Blues move on. They're going to play the winner of a tomorrow game seven or tonight <laughs> uh, between Avalanche and the Sharks. Dude, Sharks are good. They've been good forever, and people are always like, wow, the Sharks are a bad hockey town. They're, it's it's an awesome hockey it's town. Point. It's a good You know, it's like the Cardinals, you know. That's, Seriously, just they are. Winning creates a, a great town for that sport. You know, no matter where you are, winning solves everything. So San Jose, Colorado tomorrow, game seven. You, you heard of your first St. Louis beats uh, Dallas and moves on. Uh, Jake, what a question. You got – you want the next one? Yeah, I mean, what timing for that question too? If you if, if we're being honest, like we Great literally timing. asked the hockey question as the double OT um, happened. So I'm gonna go with this question. This is from uh, Big Sexy Pitchin, and he says, "Hey, what's the most impressive anniversary? The Bartolo Colon hitting his first ever career home run, or that?" Harry Wood game where he gave up a hit and no nobody even cares. <laughs> That's a really good question. I was worded interestingly, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely Gary Wood's anniversary is way bigger, but man, I love watching Bartolo Colon. I love that he is like immortalized as everyone loves him. Yeah, seriously. Universally beloved. I woke up the day of Gary Wood's anniversary and I saw it on Twitter, retweeted it, and I was like, Cool. All day on on Twitter today, we're gonna get baseball Twitter talking about Kerry Wood. No, nobody really did like other than Cubs Twitter. And then like a day or two after that was Bartolo Colon's home run anniversary, and everybody's tweeting about hey, he's fat and he's a pitcher. He hit a home run once. Isn't this amazing, dude? Fuck you, Bartolo Colon, and your hard MLB the show moment. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Kerry Wood <laughs> can kick your ass. Is there a Kerry Wood MLB the show moment? Um, no, not yet, but I have him on <laughs> MLB The Show, and he struck out like 19 guys the other day, because I know people, the, the only thing better than a Colton Fantasy update is a Colton MLB The Show update. <laughs> well, we get a lot more of those. We don't get, you know, the fantasy updates as much as we get. How I mean, are you doing in fantasy baseball? Second to last place right now. I won last Ooh. year, but I drafted some steals because of injuries, and now they're a little more injured than I thought. I got... <laughs> like, like uh, Justin Upton, he's very hurt. I got him in like a very late round. He's on the 60-day DL. Corey Dickerson's on the 10-day DL. And Justin Turner got hurt in like the first game of the season. Or uh, Trey Turner. And then I also have uh, Kershaw. But he's back, so I'm, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, you got him late. So that's I got him very late. I have, I have Garrett Cole, Syndergaard, Kershaw, and, and Quintana as my, yep. as my staff. But I need – if you have three of your nine – Three of your ten guys who can hit on the DL. It's not looking good. I am in. So for those who know rotisserie scoring, uh, you basically get points throughout the year, and it's the same team. I have 65 total points, and right now, Jack Connis, 122 points. <laughs> He's winning. Ooh. I am fucking well, getting. How's the guy who drafted Eloy in like the third round doing? I have no idea who that even was. I'm going to try to find out for you, but I doubt I can. 
Because that's—I mean, Eloy, Eloy is still hurt, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but he—he's—you know—he's taking batting practice. He's playing catch, so it's just like a—it's an ankle. He's in dead last place. You wouldn't—you wouldn't see that coming. <laughs> no, what, what would you? I, I was gonna guess that. He has Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Eloy. Yeah, that probably cost him so much. His top pitcher is Cole Hamels. Ugh. Yikes, dude. <laughs> Ouch. Cole Hamels, Mad Bum, Julio Teran, Robbie Ray. All good, like, four years ago. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, next question from I Love Movies and Baseball. So this is the perfect question, 24. Hey, guys, what do you think of Clay Thompson leaving the Avengers an hour early? Because he didn't think it was interesting enough. Jake, go ahead. I think he's an idiot, and he's clearly... I mean, if you haven't seen any Marvel movies, then yeah, you might think this is stupid. But, like, why did you even go see it, you know? And why did you tell anybody you went to see it? Fuck you. (laughs) You know what's funny is that some people were like, hey, why even at the movies? You should focus. Dude, what do you (laughs) think? Not that. I don't care about that (laughs) What else do you think these players do, you know? Go to a different movie, though. Asshole. Don't shit on the fucking best movie experience I've ever had when you don't clearly I don't know anybody that didn't like it who has seen who who has liked any Marvel movies you know what I mean yeah true if you're at all into the Marvel movies you will love what's happening with them they're doing everything right and our last listener question is about Tiger Woods getting a Medal of Freedom who cares I don't, I don't know what that is <laughs> I don't either so we'll move on time to move on for our brand new segment we started it last week uh, but apparently that's a wash because it's a lost episode. It is our MLB home run race. Uh, what we're doing every single week, me and Jake are each going to pick three uh, MLB players, and we are going to have a running total all season to see which team or which person hits the most home runs. And you cannot pick a player for the rest of the season after they are chosen. We'll see if we can somehow keep track of this better. And we might have to go down to one person a week if we're going to do it every single week for the rest of the season. We'll be picking some shitty people. We'll oh, see. we are. But, <laughs> um, Jake, I'm going to flip a coin. Are you, you want heads or tails? Uh, tails. It was tails. I flipped my phone. Okay. Well, uh, I guess with my first pick, I will go with someone that you were, might have been thinking about. I'm going to go with Bryce Harper. Just hit a grand slam. Uh a huge grand slam for the Phillies against the Cardinals, I believe. So he's a player who gets hot, and when he's hot, he, you know, it's unstoppable. So I think that might be getting him hot, and now he hits like two this week, or three. So Jake is the I first put one. Put a little thought into that one. Put a little thought into that one. I put a little bit of thought into my first pick. Also big home runs tonight. Also Las Vegas native. Chris Bryant oh. is my first pick. Um, All right. He's been slow, and just by law of averages, this is kind of why I picked Rizzo last week. They got to get hot sooner or later, and I think he's going to do it right now. So Chris Bryant uh, is my first pick. All right. I'm going to go with a White Sox because you went with a Cub, and I'm going to go with the guy I picked last week, but there's no proof of that because he also hit a home run for me. I'm going Yohan Mankata. He hits bombs. Oh my god! And I love his, you know, swing where he's just a lefty and he just turns on it, and the bat just is laying behind him. It's so smooth, and it sounds like a shot out of a cannon. Mankata's having a good year as long as Rick Renteria stops fucking with the lineup so much. He hit him leadoff tonight, which really pisses me off because like 
it, it's a big thing because Yohan Mankata was he's having a better year because he's being more aggressive. Last year, first pitch, fastball, strike right down the middle every time. And now if you're hitting him leadoff, he's going to do that again. Like, just let him hit fifth. Or, like, it's perfect. Just don't fuck with him. And, uh, but that's my pick. Uh, my next pick is a former Chicago Cub. He was a minor leaguer that we traded for Mike Montgomery. And he okay. plays for the Seattle Mariners, Dan Vogelbach. Oh, he's having quite the year. He is. He he just hits bombs. He went, yeah. He was like one of Theo's like first year um, drafts. I was like a second or third round kind of guy. And yep. he was just known as a big country first baseman that would hit the ball really hard. Yeah. Good. I mean, then that's what he is. And he's a big lefty and he cranks righties. And that's what you need. I love those players. All right, my last one, I'm going to go to, with a guy who's having a good year. He may not be high right now, or, you know, I'm just, he's just having a great year, and I'm going Marcel Ozuna. He's, uh, he's been impressing me. I think he's back officially in a really down year all last year. So, by the law of averages, maybe he just has a great year all year. So, I'm going Ozuna. My last pick is uh, because this guy hit two home runs off me yesterday in MLB The Show 19, Joey Gallo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> another guy who just hits balls really hard, really far, and uh, I think the the combination of Joey Gallo and Chris Bryant has some real continuity there. That's really going to help him uh, perform this week for me. That's 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 huge in this situation. That makes sense. They're going to feel uh, at home in the locker room for your home run pool. So I have Joey Gallo, Chris Bryant, Dan Vogelbach, uh, Jake Scott, Bryce Harper, Yoan Mancata, Marcelo Zuna. Those guys are officially done for the season. Yes. Wow. Shit. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. 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 All right, Jake. Let's move on to Ooh, episode four okay. of Game of Thrones recap. <sighs> Jake, huge episode after a very anticipated week. It was so in the shadows for me after episode three that I forgot about it until like seven o'clock and I texted you and Brock. Hey, guys. Uh, Wow, Game of Thrones is on in an hour. This is awesome. I, and like, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, we went to, me and Brock and I were both at the baseball game, so I was just exhausted, and I was like, oh, yes. Because I was just sitting in a chair. I was like, I don't want to move. And I was like, oh, Game of Thrones. This is the best day ever. You know what I mean? It's just such a topper. And honestly, quick review, one-second review, best episode of the season so far for me. Agreed. Right when that ended, I – like, when we all start talking about it, us three, I think one of the first things I said was, back to a great classic Thrones episode. Like, everything in that episode is, yeah, emotional. Makes me angry. That was my number one takeaway. I, I got so angry multiple times. Like, I, like, physically mad at characters. And I love that. I love when I'm mad at characters, because that means they're doing a good job. You know, I, I was mad. The whole, you know, every time, um, uh, what's his name? The Battle of the Bastards. Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Everything he did made me physically I, mad. I think Ramsey's the best villain I've ever seen in any show ever. Possibly. Like, he was so easy to hate and so bad. And that's what Cersei is. And now that she's back, it's awesome. And just basically, like, I was saying, so spoilers, by the way. Spoilers ahead. I don't care if you haven't seen it. Whatever. Yes. Like, a moment that was, like, back to regular old Game of Thrones was when um, Daenerys was, like, she finally saw... Was that was that her first time ever seeing King's Landing? 
Wait. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. So she was yeah, like, yeah. she was like, damn, finally, I get to see it. She was smiling. She's on her dragons. She has her her fleet under oh, her. Up to King's Landing, she was going to Dragonstone. Oh yes, 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 yes. She was at the yeah, at the home of the dragons. So she was smiling because she's like, I'm home. My dragons. This is where I, they're from. This is their territory. She was chilling, you know. Boom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fucking dragon gets shot. I was like, oh damn, that dragon's hurt now. And then, and then I thought they would just fly away. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, that dragon's fucking dead. Fucking arrow through the face, dude. Oh, my God. And then Euron Greyjoy just killed the shit out of him. I um, hate that dude's face so much. Killed, His just face it made me angry. It's a really good villain face. Um, killed all the fleets. Somehow captured Masande, but who the hell cares? Um, <laughs> there, yeah, there was a moment there when that fucking what's it called a mast the big the big pole when it yeah it landed on the camera i was like did it just land on Tyrion? is he dead and then he and so that was the second time or that was the first time i thought he was gonna die uh-huh. second time later in the episode we'll get to that in a little bit but all that shit was awesome and it was just yeah. high tense out of nowhere and that's that's classic thrones yeah i was gonna say um and also in the earlier episodes uh, Bran has been staring at Tyrion like a million times, you know. And I keep thinking, like, does that mean he's gonna die? But at this point, that might mean he turns and like decides who wins here. You know, he could be the one who fucks everything up. Maybe he makes let Cersei win. Maybe he kills everybody. You know, who knows? He could. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why he was staring at him every time he saw him. Like there were scenes that were just put in there so Bran could literally just stare at him while he rolls by. <laughs> like yeah. it was weird. Um I'm waiting for something. We I kind of skipped over it in the beginning when Gendry asked Arya to, <laughs> to marry him. What a Ar- pussy. What a pussy, dude. You you get <laughs> you get Arya one time and you fall in love with her and want her to be a lady. Get out of here, dude. Do you even know who Arya is? Clearly, Clearly not. not, you moron. You watch the show, you fucking noob. But I love how she's back with the Hound. Those two are hilarious together. And he asks, hey, will you leave me to die again this time? She's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, those two are awesome. Yeah, I mean, they're awesome. I love that. Yeah, I probably will. And she's, she, she might. But um, then we had Jamie, you know, fucking and dipping. So Freaking dudes, man, just. Dudes are toxic masculine. Ugh, men are the worst. P.U. But seriously, that made me mad. And like, what's he doing? Is he, is he like being a traitor? I don't know. So I thought of two things. One, once, um, well, I guess it's 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 the same thing. Once he heard Sansa say, "I wanted to be there for your sister's death." He thought, one, my kid's in there, in inside my sister, so I don't want her to die. Or two, yeah. it it snapped, and he's like, I gotta go make sure she dies. One of those yeah. two. Yeah, that's. I know it's one of those two, but those are so opposite that it's like leaves me. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It does not help at all. <laughs> it's like, hey, he's either alive or he's dead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Brienne got her heart broken, and I, that sucks. I love Brienne. Um, uh, John gave up Ghost. All the wildlings are leaving. Not a big deal for me. I mean, he he wasn't really taking care of Ghost. That you know, we didn't see a lot of like one on one time. I think Ghost was kind of like a yard dog. You yeah. know what I mean? Everyone kind of took care of Ghost, and now everyone's going to take care of him. 
with the Wild Wings. He's people, fine. People are mad online that he didn't pet Ghost before he said goodbye. One, I'm not going to pet a, a my dog if I want to get rid of him forever. True. Oh, I mean, well, if this is like a dog who's like my dog, like, uh, first of all, I'm not giving it up. And second of all, like, I would have to be like, I don't know. I'd have to never look at it. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. And so, then, and then two, have we ever seen him pet Ghost ever? <laughs> Everyone's like, I yeah. can't believe you didn't pet him. I don't. Does he? Does he do that? I don't know. Has anybody pet him except like maybe like Aria when like she's like close to it, you know, yeah. like face to face? So people need to get over that. Um, and I guess moving on to the most tense I've been, other than the battle where I thought everybody was gonna die. I thought. When Tyrion was walking to Cersei on that wall at the, at the yes. uh, end, and she put her hand up, I thought she was going to kill Tyrion. Oh, I, I don't, yeah, I saw, like, I don't know what those hand gestures mean, but it's, holy shit, I was so tense. So I'm pretty sure it's it's the fist, and then, like... Well, she was wide open. Well, I, yeah, and then, and, then she, and then she did fist, and then I'm pretty sure it's, like, doing the whip, and then, like, I'm, and then, boom... Like or fire, is it just like hand forward. Is it like I think so? Because like because stop. she did this and then she did this and and then that's and then once she we're doing we're doing hand gestures. It's perfect for a podcast. <laughs> true, true. I didn't even think about that, dude. Me this either. Is, this is important. Close fist, <laughs> I think, is like or just hand up is like go or like yeah. or like get ready and then once you move your hand forward or do or do the whip, and then I think they just fucking fire. And I thought she was gonna do it. Because she already killed a dragon, she she knew she was gonna kill Masande or whatever her name she is. Killed her dad. Yeah, no, but like she's doing all this as as mental warfare against Danny because she needs oh. Danny to to snap, and she doesn't even know about the John and Danny thing starting or being done basically. Well, she will now because fucking. By the way, Varys really pissed me off. He is so wishy washy. Who do you support? Like I support the realm. Who says you know what's best? And what the fuck were you doing when Rob Baratheon was fucking terrible? And then Cersei was terrible. And you, I didn't see you scheming. Like, he looks like he's literally going to try to scheme and betray Danny right now. And she made one decision he didn't agree with. Just one. Just like, he was like, I really don't think you should do this. She's like, well, I'm not going to listen to you. And he's like, she's got to go. Think about Jon Snow. He was like, he was looking yeah. at Tyrion like, we should kill her, right? Yes, he, she was giving that look, and it pissed me off. Like, you are such a wishy-washy pussy. Like, I would kill him. If, I hope Tyrion snitches like a bitch, and they just kill his ass. If he makes a big decision and anybody dies because of it, I'm going to be pissed. That guy yes. stinks. I'm um, pissed at him. I mean, but in a good way. He's still a good character, but he's still oh, pissed. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's fat. He's slow. He has no penis. Yeah. No, I, I doubt he has any any T. He is definitely low T. And yeah. the only way to survive is just to be what like what he is. So slimy. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. So uh, I I don't like how Danny's getting a lot of hate. Like she's being evil. She's not doing that much different shit. She fucking hung up the masters of the slaves along the city. Remember that. That was wild. Like, just because we know, like, yeah, she's going to blow up King's Landing and there's people in there. I don't care about King's Landing Also, people. King's Landing Fuck. people have always sucked. They are, they're assholes to everybody. Like, the only good thing they've ever done is throw poop at Joffrey's face. That was amazing. 
That was you know, cool. but that's the only thing they've ever done. And so fuck them, blow them all up, restart. We need to root and stone. Like she said, I'm on Danny's side, even though I've been a Sansa boy. You know, I want Sansa, you know, she trusts <laughs> Sansa me. boy. That's a weird way to put it. Yeah, Ooh, you're like, a Sansa boy. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I just, I mean, she doesn't trust Danny. Nobody seems to like Danny anymore. And it's like, you know, I haven't liked Danny for, I haven't liked her for a little bit. Um, I think like once the hotness like wore off on me, I was like, it's not that she's bad or she just kind of annoys me. Um, and like, I just, I just don't like her because of that. So I think I'm just choosing things now that I don't like about her. I'm like, Oh, now I don't like her even more. Yeah. And I feel like the show is trying to get us to not like her, but I'm not, I'm not going with them. I'm not going to follow their path where they're like, well, look at now she's kind of like the king, you know, the mad king. Nope, I don't think she is. I think she's making regular... And burning the Tarleys, the Tarleys sucked, dude. They did fuck. suck. And one of them, I mean, the one who was didn't suck, his name was Dickon, so you might as well light him on fire. Yeah. You know? And fuck he, them all. Yeah, and then, and then he went to have a great career for the Umbrella Academy, so... Yes, yeah, he became a monkey man, so... What a bad actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do we miss anything big? Uh, probably, but I mean, I just think it was a great episode. I, I, I really loved did. it. Yeah, a lot of twist turns. You don't expect things, political, like, rivalries. and. I think I realized shit. why I like the show so much is because Cersei and um, Littlefinger and Ramsay are three of the best villains in any show ever. The show's good yeah. at villains. And, like, the yes. Night King was, like, a, a Walking Dead-type villain where he just destroyed. But, like, I want a villain that's, like, I can't believe she did that. Like when Breaking Bad shows that um, that he killed that kid, I was like, that that's a moment that I, that I will never forget. So like, yeah. and like and like Game of Thrones is so good at those moments, like Cersei blowing up the church or like other stuff like that, where I'm like, I can't believe she's this evil. And she's always like, I will always choose death. I don't care as long as I'm alive, as long as my babies are alive, I will kill everybody. Even though she can't keep a kid alive to save her fucking life, so I know, <laughs> I know everyone she loves dies, so <laughs> so it's not working. But uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for this segment. We yeah. have uh, our next segment. Uh, Colton, you want to announce it? Um, yes, we do. And this this final segment is sponsored by Nick Verschetti at Eckberg Insurance Group. Um, uh, let's see, Nick. Knows the he can get you the best coverage for the best price. Call him today, eight one five eight seven seven four one zero zero. We know we've known Nick since I don't know middle school, and there's no else that we would trust with our own protection. Again, Nick Frustrati at Eckberg Insurance Group, eight one five eight seven seven four one zero zero. Call Nick today. Nick, you're sponsoring a segment, for, uh, and it is going to be me and Jake's top ten TV characters ranked normally we do drafts this week we're doing a ranking system top 10 for each um this is all shows and mine's heavy with the comedies and jake i believe yours is as well yeah i tried to weigh it out a little bit you know i mean there were a lot of tough decisions we struggled over these lists we did usually we don't give that much effort this one just took effort out of us i started doing this an hour before we started recording like, I was thinking about it for a little bit, and then I started, like, putting it down. When you have to rank these people, oh, my, yeah. can, can you imagine what the selection committee does for college basketball? Oh, it's a nightmare, dude. 
There's no I mean, way. Making decisions between – oh, I mean, we'll get into it. I mean, I'm going to list my – like, we're going to go 10 through 6 and then go 5 through 1, 1 by 1. But, like, you're going to hear names in my 6 through 10 that you probably have in your top 5. And it's like, yeah, but I, I still have them on there. You know, I don't it's hate wild. them. All right, you know, Jake. Like, oh, why do you hate blank? It's going to be like that. You start off 10 through 6, give it to me. All right, uh, number 10, I'm going Randy Marsh. He's the best character in South Park. He's really taken over in these later seasons, too. It's just so fucking funny. He's great and early as well, but he's also just a bigger character, like, in every single episode now. Number nine, this was a tough one, and I did, I did do a lot of stuff where I picked one person from each show. I know I shouldn't have, but I wanted someone from Friends, and I went Joey Tribbiani for number nine. Number eight, Charlie Kelly. Because he is a standout from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think he is the best ca- character by a lot. You know, I don't think that shows like this high, but I, he is just so fucking funny. Uh, number seven, Ron Swanson, Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec. That was my, he's my only Parks and Rec character on here. It was between him and Andy. And uh, I went Ron Swanson just because uh, the first season of Andy isn't great and Ron has a little bit better of a character arc, but yeah, that's why I went. And then number six, Michael Scott from The Office. I mean, probably a very popular one. Um, I mean, what a character, but he didn't quite make my top five. I mean, he's the one I was like, Ugh. like him not being in the top five hurts, but that's my, that's, that's six through or six through 10. All right. My top 10. Um, all right. I, I have uh, one show that has two characters and they're both in my, Six through ten. Number ten, Winston Bishop from New Girl. Okay. Maybe, maybe one of the most, because a New Girl's blowing up. People our age love New Girl, and people were, will rarely bring up Winston unless somebody else does. And they're like, "Yeah, dude, he is funny." Winston is so fucking weird, and he's so. Yeah. I just I just watched the finale for the first time ever of how the show ended. Have you seen it? Uh, not the finale. No. Okay. It it involves Winston. It's pretty fucking funny. It's just it's it's such a Winston thing. Number nine, Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. He is my only Parks and Rec guy. Uh, I do love Ron, and I was debating the same way you were, but Andy just made me happy. That that show, I think, out of any show in the world, just makes me happy to watch it, and, and Andy makes me the happiest. It was hard not to pick Leslie Nope because she makes me so – her stories just make – you know, so it was, it was a really – that show just needed a representative. Good choice. Number eight, Nick Miller, also from New Girl. New Girl's my okay. only two – my only two characters show, um, Nick Miller could easily be like number two on my list. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, New Girl's got to be in your top like three TV shows of all it time. Is. I okay. love New Girl. Oh my I, God, it's yeah. so funny. Um, <laughs> number seven, George Steinbrenner from Seinfeld. Oh my <laughs> Interesting. Real what, wild card. What, that, so Seinfeld is, might be my favorite show ever. And yeah. holy shit, is. is <laughs> it's Larry David as Stein, as Steinbrenner. It's so funny whenever he's in there. He's so ridiculous. He's so over the top. Cracks me up. Number six, Randy Marsh, South Park. He does not okay. make my t- my top five either. Um, yeah, yeah, he's my number ten. I mean, but that show is just so well rounded. It's hard to one you know to be in this list. You had to stand out from the show for me. You know, if the show as a whole, I don't. It's a spoiler. I don't have anyone from Seinfeld. Because I just, I, I didn't want to pick George Costanza because I love Kramer so much. 
and I also love Jerry. And I really went like one person per show. So like that, and I just I, couldn't decide. I didn't, didn't have any Seinfeld people because my favorite main character is Elaine, but I don't know if yeah. she's like top ten material. And I was like, I throw Kramer, and he's just he's not top because he doesn't have like an arc or like you know what I mean. Like, and I was like, just, there's got to be somebody, some small character in the show that I <laughs> that I laugh at every time he's on, and it's Steinbrenner. He's so funny. That um, works. All right, recap your uh, 10 through 6. I had number 10, Randy Marsh. Number 9, Joey Tribbiani. Number 8, Charlie Kelly. Number 7, Ron Swanton. And number 6, Michael Scott. I had 10, Winston Bishop. 9, Andy Dwyer. 8, Nick Miller. 7, George Steinbrenner. 6, Randy Marsh. Jake, who's, who's your number 5? My number 5, it's from an older TV show. This is not a comedy. I watched it on TV live back in the day because you had to DVR it when this was on. You know, you couldn't just pull it up on your TV. I'm going Jack Bauer from 24. Wow. What a legend. I love that show so much. I mean, the ticking down clock had so much suspense. It was literally just 24 hours as a season. And uh, I was addicted to it as a, you know, when I, I haven't watched it since, but I don't know if it's actually terrible, but I think it's good. People loved it. So, uh, and when I was a kid, I was obsessed. So I'm going Jack Bauer. All right. Um, oh my God. I just, I just remembered somebody. <laughs> can I you can't squeeze him in the top five? No. Can I kick somebody out of my top, my six through ten, and put him at six? Because I don't know if he's top five, but he's definitely not nine. Well, then I'm gonna, you have I'm, to kick your other new girl out. No, I'm, I'm keeping Winston. Gonna kick Andy Dwyer out. Wow. Yeah, so Andy's Andy's gone. My 10 through 6, 10, Winston Bishop, 9, Nick Miller, 8, George Steinbrenner, uh, 7, Randy Marsh, and my new 6 is Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. I can't believe I almost forgot Tim Riggins. Yeah, Try and I watch that show and not fall in love with him. I dare you. I, I've seen – I thought of Friday Night Lights. I didn't – it wasn't – I wasn't, you know, like – all over that like other people were so i didn't pick them but i i definitely that's a good choice friday night lights is, is my favorite uh like drama i guess you can call it my favorite yeah. no, my favorite non-comedy show ever wow all right go ahead um and then my number five is probably the best show ever that's not game of thrones they they go one two either way walter white breaking bad just i couldn't not have him in my top five that, that show's too good i I was going to leave him off, but then I realized that I just haven't seen it in forever. And uh, mm -hmm. it was definitely a recency bias. And he's, God, that show is amazing. Walter's story is the most like iconic story arc that you can have now. And it, mm -hmm. it just changed so much. And then I, I just saw the clip of I Am the One Who Knocks, the whole scene. Chills. Yeah. Dude, that show is oh, Chills. So. Uh, Good choice. Yeah, Walter White. Okay, uh, number four for me, I'm going Peter Griffin. I mean, I was a Family Guy every single night for about, I feel like 10 years I watched Family Guy every night from like, what was it, like 9, nine o'clock to 10 o'clock on uh, Channel 50, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network, <laughs> yeah. Adult Swim. Uh, Adult Swim, and uh, so Peter Griffin deserves a spot in my top five. I mean, I was, he's the funniest character on the show. Like, uh, side characters are great, but it's clearly led by Peter, and that's just a standout, and that's who you think of, so Peter Griffin. My number four is also a cartoon. <laughs> it's 
It's uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> you you were the biggest Phineas and Ferb guy I ever knew. Oh my god, I still I come across I came across like a best of Dr. Doofenshmirtz probably two weeks ago when I was pooping in the morning. Laugh out loud, funny the whole time. It's like eight eight to ten minutes. You're laughing every single. Th- he is so funny, and it's not just like me being like, well, there is adult humor, dude. So funny. Oh my god, he's hilarious. He's so such an funny. idiot. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, I have my number three now. I'm going SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob is number three. Iconic character. Uh, you you know, I, I thought about Patrick, and Patrick does take a little bit of the star power away because he is absolutely hilarious every single time he's on screen. But I went with SpongeBob because, I mean, him as the straight man to Patrick's, like, funny man is absolutely iconic. So SpongeBob, number three. Yeah, I don't have any SpongeBob on my whole list. Yeah, I, that was the one I thought of. I was like, I would have been upset if I forgot him because he um, was TV for me for a long time. Like, I love the show, but I don't love the characters. So I and like, it's kind of hard to explain because I do love the show a lot. It's so good. I love SpongeBob. I just love. Yeah, I, I love SpongeBob and Pat. I thought about having both of them, but uh, my number three is one hundred percent recency bias. Um, my favorite character from Game of Thrones, Arya Stark too mm-hmm. too easy she she's 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 probably up there on a lot of people's list right now in the whole world um yeah spoiler alert she's my number two my next one i was gonna list so yeah. we can just talk about her yeah. yeah she's awesome i mean it is definitely recency bias but what an arc the thing she's done so far unbelievable can we say you story know? arc anymore by the way character arc <laughs> What do you mean? I feel oh. like I feel like I've said it for every every character. On here. But it, it's part of the you know it, it's do they have a character arc is very important you know like uh, do Doofenshmirtz you, didn't <laughs> Doofenshmirtz didn't you know and and neither did Steinbrenner but sometimes they can or be Randy those, Marsh or SpongeBob or Peter Griffin but it, you either have to be like it seems iconically funny or you have a, an amazing arc that Arya is just. Out. She's just a badass, and everything about her in that show is memorable. Like there, like there are parts with Sansa. I'm like, I don't know where Sansa was in like season three through five. She was with Ramsay, but that's all I know. And I yeah. can I can tell you just so many things about Arya. She was faceless man. She was with the Hound. She was with Brienne. She was such a. She was so cool. She like became everywhere she went. Yeah, yeah. She had so many she times where the best swordsman in the world, and then she. Went to the faceless men, and then she trained, you know, she was trained by the Hound a little bit, you know, like, she was trained by Brienne, like, she's been trained by so many people, she's always training, and she killed the fucking Night King. I mean, what else do you want? Hell yeah. All right, my number two is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that's Charles Boyle. Oh Oh my my god. God. Dude, he is a legend. (laughs) This guy. I don't have it. I don't have any on there. Uh, from that show, it deserves. To, I forgot about it to be honest, but Charles is a great choice. Charles, <laughs> he is such a weirdo. He's in love with Jake, and he is just so funny. For like four seasons, I'm not even joking. Everything he says, every single word he says, makes me laugh, even like it's a like little bit. Mid, it's like the middle se- around when he, when Jake is getting married. It is the he is so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. Like, oh, he just gets so I emotional. One, I constantly quote the line where he's like, "Because if you're trying to tell me that I ruined your wedding, I will kill myself." <laughs> he's so so fucking fun. He, he is amazing. Oh God, Charles Boyle is my number two. 
Jake, who is your number one favorite My TV character one. of all time? Has been mentioned. I didn't mention it while you were talking about him, but my number one is Walter White. Mm -hmm. I think he is, I mean, that is probably my favorite show of all time. It was good from beginning to end. It was one of those shows that got better every season, and I love that. Like, uh, it, it was it was amazing. Like, I always wanted to know where it was going, you know, and every, it never disappointed me. So, uh, Walter White, I mean, <laughs> slow burn kind of character, you know. But and it just like, really it built up so well. So well. It's such a great show. I'm, I honestly got to watch that again soon. Yes. Oh, my God. It's been forever. My number one, also already said, very obvious choice, uh, it's Michael Scott. If, yep. If the show ended when he left, The Office is probably my favorite show ever. I have, I have seen the Michael seasons more than any other piece of TV in any show ever. <laughs> like that's my show if i want to be happy if i want to laugh if i want to be sad i know what episodes to watch and um it's my going to bed show it's my cooking show cleaning show everything you need it's, it always comes back to the office for me michael scott is just too much he's he he's the best i feel you i feel you i i, I mean I, i've always been i felt like I wasn't as big on The Office, but it's such a great show. And Michael Scott is just literally, the, he had head and shoulders my favorite character on the show. So, Yeah, he is the Michael Jordan of that show. Once he's not there, there's good moments. They yeah, still, they still I, make I the playoffs, him. but love there's no him. way they, love, they win a title. I love everyone, but like, it's Michael Scott. It's Michael Scott's show, and everyone's just helping. All right, recap your top five. My top five were number five, Jack Bauer. Number four, Peter Griffin. Three, SpongeBob. Two, Arya Stark. And one, Walter White. Five, Walter White. Four, Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Three, <laughs> Arya. Uh, two, Charles Boyle. And one, Michael Scott. Jake, this was awesome. <laughs> this yeah, was... That was fun. It seems like an upset. You went the whole list without mentioning Raven Simone, mm -hmm. who was literally on your favorite things that start with the letter R. So that seems <laughs> odd. <laughs> Are there any? Oh, yeah, Randy Marsh is on here. I can't believe I didn't pick him for the R's and I picked Raven Simone. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a fucking oh, yeah, loser. I have a, uh, a honorable mention is going to go to Archie Bunker. He's a little too racist to put on the show because, man, that show was, like, very racist. It's crazy racist. I, I watched it, like, every day with my mom. My mom loves it. And uh, he was he was hilarious a lot. Like you know, when I was really little, I, I would watch. She has all the VHSs of every episode. So um, I have two honorable mentions. One I had before, and the second one I just thought of this very second. Uh, to match your Archie Bunker, I'll go old school show. Marianne from Gilligan's Island. If if you're listening to this and you find the female species attractive at all, oh, I don't I, I don't care who you are. The actress. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. Talk directly. If you're listening to this, I don't know whoever what her name is. Her. Gosh, <laughs> if you find the female species attractive at all, look up Marianne from Gilligan's Island, and you're welcome. That's all I got for you. She is. <laughs> I I watched it with my dad when I was like two, three, four years old, and I watched it my whole life. And then when I was like eighteen, nineteen, I, I saw it again for the first time in like ten years, and I was like, oh my god, because Ginger's <laughs> slutty ass is like considered the hot one. And she's just like a six foot four, giant giraffe, ugly piece of shit. Whoa, whoa, that's 
That is people are Team Ginger over Team Marianne. I want to kick their ass. But well, also I mean, yeah, the people who like, the people who ever the people who ever debate this will never be able to know how to listen to this podcast. <laughs> They're all <laughs> no, in their like sixties and seventies. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we did name my first dog after Ginger, so shout out to Ginger. She's dead. Thanks for bringing it up, Jake. Um, I definitely did not. But... Um, and then my other honorable mention that I just thought of, and I'm kind of mad I didn't put it in there. And since I already did one audible, I can't do a second. Coach Steve from uh, Big Mouth. What a character. That guy's so fucking weird. I thought about Big Mouth, but I didn't think it has enough seasons to really deserve a top 10 spot quite yet. Sure. So, I've also thought about Rick and Morty, I, but I don't think any of them quite deserve it yet. But, uh, so, I don't mention all Rick and Morty characters. Yeah. Wow. And then other honorable mentions, I, uh, it was honestly a toss-up between Tim Riggins or uh, Coach Taylor or Mrs. Taylor. Or just them as a unit. God, I love them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tim Riggins. Prisoner. Made it. Uh, onto my list Jake that was fun we're definitely going to do that again in, in the future mm-hmm. um, wow Jake what an episode and uh, we're on to what have you been watching huh I don't think I've really been watching much I mean Same. most of Game of Thrones yeah playing MLB the show that's seriously all I do I, mm-hmm. I work hang out with like three or four friends I saw Trevor and Ben they're in they're in Milwaukee this weekend Nice. That's nice. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been watching, Trevor and Ben. I watched the season, the series finale of New Girl. I already talked about that. That got me a little sad. But also that 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 was like in like 2014, 2015. So <laughs> not not that sad. <laughs> Who the hell knows, man? Um, oh, yeah. Quick shout out to Scrubs too, because uh, I didn't name any Scrubs characters, and I really thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, if you just go on, there's so many characters and shows that we can do, but yes, hey, top that's what makes top ten hard, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why we, yeah, that's why we limited it at ten, or the show would have literally just been us listing TV characters. Oh, what about this? Oh, he's funny. What about this? That's a good show. <laughs> Stay yeah. tuned, folks. We have a big episode planned in the future. <laughs> it's our top ten, including sixty TV characters. All right, Jake. Um. Episode 88.2 is coming to an end. What is your final thought? Final thought is uh, Bucks in five. And uh, I'm just really happy to have a, be rooting for a successful team right now. It's very exciting. I love playoffs. I love sports playoffs. So All my teams are coming around. Bucks, Bears, Cubs. My life rules. No, it's, it always works in um, – twos and three you're never allowed to be fully happy so it will be one of those teams will disappoint whether it is i mean it's tough for the bucks to really disappoint at this point you know even if they lose in the eastern conference finals i don't know that that's a full disappointment and also i'm i'm like a weak bucks fan i'm not a giant basketball fan and i just chose them because i worked there for a season True. So, but it's gonna screw up the feng shui, and either the Cubs or Bears are gonna blow it. You know what I mean? That's True. just. I mean, the Bears were good last year, and what happened to the Cubs? You know, They're not not good. That's what I mean. Like the pack, the Bucks are finally good, and look at the and look at the Packers. They you stink. Know, they, they stink last year. Yeah. So, and the White Sox, they just always stink, so it doesn't really affect anything. <laughs> you think you'd give me some good mojo? <laughs> nope. Just five hundred. Nope. Jake, episode 88 is over. 
Uh, shout out to Nick Verstrati from Eckberg Insurance Group. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, he is sponsoring us. He gives us millions and millions of dollars. So uh, give yeah. him a call. Um, two ounce, two shots podcast network, twelve ounce sports radio, Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Pocket Cast. Find us at all. Subscribe, rate, review, spread the word. That's it. Peace and love. I love you all. Queens, I'd like to think the best of me is still hiding.